Feminine Hijinks, where we're here to reinvent that other side of 40 with sass, crass, and, and kicking ass. Kickin ass. We got our ass kicking boots on today, except I'm, don't worry, I'm not, I'm barefoot, so I've got my ass kicking toes. toes? Ew. <laughs> That's kind of gross. I know, I hope they don't get stuck in there. Ew. Not, a, not the best way to start a weekend, I'll tell you that We much. don't have steel toes. <laughs> no steel toes. No, 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 no. No bionic women toes. But anyway, my name's Angie Bailey. And I'm Susie Schubert. And on our agenda today, as you've noticed, Susie and I love talking about our Gen X memories and back before the days of Netflix and PlayStation when most of us had to play video games and arcade at an arcade instead of on our TV screens, we played a whole shitload of board games. And we thought it would be fun to look back at some of our favorites. I loved board games. You too? Oh my gosh. I just lived for them. And of course, mm -hmm. you know, back in our day, we didn't have all that stuff to entertain us. We had to entertain, our, entertain ourselves. So when we weren't mm -hmm. outside playing, we were playing board games. I, I think yeah. most of us were, you know, even I should ask the core man because he's he says he's not a fan so much of board games. And I still married him, believe it or not, because he he wooed me. He made me believe he was. But I'll bet anything he still played him a lot as a kid, because what else were we going to do? Right. <clears throat> exactly. I think every family in the 70s and 80s had like stacks of board games just on a shelf somewhere in the closet or wherever, you know. And I still have to do that, even though we don't play them. We have so many board games that my family will not play with me, but I can't get myself to get rid of them. And I think you just hit it on the head. Like that was my childhood to always have games at the ready. So I can't, I can't get rid of, rid of any of them. It's really hard to do that. I know it's tough. And I used to play checkers all by myself too. Like I would play both parts. Yes. If nobody would play with me. Look at you. Did you switch yeah. seats as you went? <laughs> You know, I, what I did was I tried to be, be the best player as I played each one. And I always won, you know, but it was. <laughs> All right. That's pretty much the cutest thing I've ever heard. I love that. I always won. Before we talk about her poop, um, Suze got back into her sleuthing mode. And I Ooh. had to just look up. I was I was curious what the most so what is the most popular game on the, the during the year that you and I were born mm, okay you were born in 1970 can you guess mm -hmm. what the most popular game of 1970 was monopoly nope was it um um oh yeah I want to get three guesses okay not Monop was it was it operation nope okay was it um, shoots and ladders. No, Candyland. Shoots and ladders. No. Okay. Was mystery date. Oh, that's your that's your jam right there. You love you some mystery date. I was so jealous that you had that as your game. <laughs> ah! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Hold on, I'm gonna break the fourth wall for just a second, and nobody's gonna care. But I've got to open the door because Janet's crying at the door, and she can come in. Damn it, Janet's got to come in and break the third wall or break open the door for the cat to come in. So, mystery date. Yeah, you want to take a guess what mine is? 1966? 1966. Okay. Was it Monopoly? 
No. Okay. Um, was it um, uh, Guess Who? Nope. Was it Candyland? No. It was okay. Twister, which makes me laugh because oh, we were shit. just laughing about that, I think, on the last podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yes. Inappropriate Twister would be completely oh my gosh it's a it's a me too nightmare they should just name the the, rename the game me too hashtag me too and covid nightmare yeah (laughs) yes exactly i don't want your covid butt in my face (laughs) get your covid ass out of my face ah but everybody wasn't it so fun to play so anyway There it is. There are the most popular games of the years that we were born. And honestly, all you have to do, folks, is just Google that. What are the most popular games on the year I'm born? And there's a whole article because, you know, you can find just about anything on the Internet. Crazy. You know, back in the day, the the year we were born, we couldn't have Interneted. We couldn't have Interneted. We couldn't have looked that up on the Internet. No, and we also couldn't have played Mystery Date or Twister on the year we were born. (laughs) What is your mystery date? Is this warm bottle of milk? Or a boob? <laughs> a boob. Your mystery date is your mom's areola and nipple. Oh, my God. And Twister <laughs> is just like moving your head around a little bit. I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, what is your poop? Now that we're in the ladies' room hanging out and Janet's with us because she's a lady, too. And I, I don't know that you really care about her poop. It stinks. <laughs> she's got stinky poop. It always stinks, and she always just leaves it out in the open, you know? Can you imagine if we did that? If we, like, went and just crapped in the middle of a box, in the middle of our homes, and <laughs> walked away? Take a whiff of my stinking jiff. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> well, uh, the complete opposite of stinking jiff, mm-hmm. uh, I have to announce that my Aragorn Ranger candle arrived from mythology.com, or is it mythologycandles.com? It's one of the two. I don't know. I was just so excited to get my candle, and I got to tell you guys, this thing is the real deal. I mean, I think I do smell war-beaten leather. Here, I'm opening it up. (laughs) I'm opening it for you to smell. I'm putting it up to the microphone. Oh, definitely war-beaten leather. (laughs) In fact... Corman got a whiff of it and he goes, God, that almost turns me on. (laughs) Are you going to burn it? I haven't burned it yet. That's one of those things, you know, you get something and you like can't wait to use it, but then you also don't want to use it. It's really cool. It has a little piece of wood as a wick. Honestly, though, it's such a fallish scent. I'm probably going to save it. And when we start getting that fall feel Mm -hmm. in the air, I think that's when I'm going to start burning the ranger (laughs) it's really pretty i like that um that it's like an amber type is that glass or plastic well it has to be glass it is glass and then i also got the little sample of king of the wood elves and it's Mm. amazing too so yep i'm already in love with this woman like i have a secret girl crush on her because she's just amazing she's like she would be my lord of the rings friend she probably has lord of the rings tattooed on her too so oh i love that i'm so glad it arrived that's fantastic thank 
you. And You're the welcome. other thing I just wanted to mention is the badass dream factory over here just keeps churning shit out. I just cannot stop. And I think the core man's getting a little bit nervous because <laughs> now I'm really getting my hoodoo on and I've come up with these cool little talisman bottles. So what I do mm. is I, I find all these cool ingredients that every single thing that I find has some kind of meaning. So right now I have in my hand this little um, bottle that I'm calling Beloved. So it's mm -hmm. sort of like to bring anything of love to you, whether it's love for yourself, love of somebody else, love for your family, feelings of love. And so I just collect little things, you know, from outside, even rose petals from my own garden or my own plants, mm -hmm. things like that. Even stuff from the cemetery down the street. So you cool. know it's got serious juju. And uh, yeah, I'm just kind of finishing them up. I'm going to get them up on my site soon, so. Nice. Can you remind everybody what your site is so they can go and take a look at what you've got on there now? Yes, it's manifestyourbadassery.com. Nice. So on there, you'll see all sorts of different rooms of the factory. <laughs> <laughs> the different faces of the factory. Uh, exactly, where I am an unpaid employee for the most part. <laughs> But you know, I just can't stop creating, man. It's just so much fun. So anyway, mm -hmm. those will be for sale soon. They'll probably be on my um, Minneapolis Craft Market site along with my jewelry. But that's all on my website. So Nice. I love it. I love all the cool stuff that you keep coming up with. It makes me feel so happy. Oh, that's so nice. Thanks. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things. It's just, it's a labor of love. And I think anybody who's creative out there knows that feeling. It's... It's, you know, you don't have to do it as a job. It would be nice. You're really lucky if you can. But if you can't do it as a job, you still, when you have that creative, you know, gene like mm -hmm. you and I do, Ange, and obviously this podcast is that too. It's mm -hmm. just so important to keep that going in your life, to find the time for it, because it does make you feel like a whole person. So if right. you are someone who's creative and you've just felt really draggy lately, you know, ask yourself, am I doing something to feed that creative side? That's right. And I know for me, I get depressed when I'm not creating, like for a period of time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And your worth isn't around whether anybody else even sees it or not. Mm -hmm. It's just to right. do it and make yourself happy. And there it is. There it is, baby. Good, good. I've been some conjuring up some pretty cool stuff over there, too. So let's hear about your conjured poop. Okay. Janet's trying to bite my... She is biting my headphone cord. I'm, like, reeling her in like a fish right now. She comes in and she takes over. She's like, but, Mom, that's my creativity. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yes. So, um... I think I mentioned months ago, I started working with uh, a teacher in Canada uh, to get my Reiki certification. And Reiki is Japanese energy work, and it uh, means you know universal energy, basically. So it's that there's all this universal energy that exists in the world, and all of us have access to it, you know, and all of us have that running through our bodies. Some have more or cleaner energy running through their bodies than others, depending on, you know, your emotional, physical, mental states of mind. And so anybody can do Reiki really by, you know, putting uh, their hands on or above someone and, and, um, 
and asking for the Reiki to flow through you for the person's highest good. But I went through a training to get certified and um, I've gotten my first, second level and master certifications last week. And then the only thing that happens after that is you get an attunement, which is from your teacher. You can only be a master can only give an attunement. And so what they do is they, uh, you know, mine was a distance attunement and it takes about a half an hour. And so that master who's very experienced kind of opens up your chakras even more energetically so that the Reiki can flow better when you do Reiki on yourself and other. So, um, yeah, so that's, I, that happened last Sunday was I, I had my attunement and then, um, after you get attuned to be, you know, a Reiki practitioner, um, you go through this 21 day detox and sometimes it's less, sometimes it's more, but it's interesting. It's, it's your body, like just getting rid of shit so that you can be a better, uh, vessel for this cleaner energy for yourself and, and for others. And so I have definitely, I had a two day headache and then my ears are plugged one day. And then yesterday they were unplugged, but then I got this nagging earache that I can't get rid of. Like all this stuff is happening and you can like look at it meta metaphysically like, oh, if your ear starts hurting, it's that you're not like listening to yourself or you're not like, you know, listening to your inner guidance or whatever. So um, yeah, so you just, you're supposed to be drinking a lot of water and really just trying to get everything sort of um, clear inside you so that this energy, it's kind of like a trans, like a blood transfusion where the the, you know, the toxic energy is making its way out and the cleaner energy is making its way in. So for right now, I, I'm just doing it on myself. And then um, later, uh, I can offer it to others. But yeah, I can't wait to get one. We're just a couple of huda huda mavens right now. Just I know, I know, I know. And I feel awesome. Isn't it awesome? God, I love that so much. When you were talking about how, you know, the energy and everything, mm -hmm. all I can think of is that's like the force. And I yeah, always say that's what I believe in. I believe that's kind of my spiritual thing. Like I believe in the force, you know, mm -hmm. like maybe I can't raise a fighter jet. <laughs> Maybe I will someday. I just feel like that's the force. And dude, you're totally becoming a Jedi Knight right now. I'm a Jedi. The, the word like Reiki, the key word is the same as Chi. You know, it's it's universe, universal life force. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. It's the force. I love so, that so, so much. I cannot wait for you to do that for me. Woo. Yes, absolutely. And then I got this necklace that I ordered. It's um, one of the power symbols for Reiki. And this one is the, well, this is the power symbol. It's the main one. It's called Choku Ray, and so I got a pendant that I'm wearing around my neck now. I actually took a picture of it so you folks could see your pendant because I can't stop looking at it. It's pretty Aww, darn cool. Thank you. And I took a picture of Suze's candle, so I'll post both of those when this goes live and you guys could admire our pretties. And if you guys become patrons, you'll be able to see the liver lip in action too. But that's that's for an announcement down the road. That's right. So hold on to your bootstraps on that yeah, one. Yeah, just part of our dream factory. Another room of our dream factory that has yet to be revealed. One room of our dream factory holds Lumi deodorant. <gasps> it does. Why do I have this vision? We talked about this last time, too, I think, of Willy Wonka's factory, where there's like all these rooms of these amazing things going on. Uh, deodorant. That is also for every stinky part of your body that you can put on and smell 
Well, not like a rose, but you can smell like lavender, you can smell like juniper, you can smell like tangerine. There's all sorts of different smells. Coconut crush. Coconut crush, perfect for the summer. So I'm waiting for my uh, soap to arrive and my wipes. I can't mm. wait. Mm, that's going to be awesome. But yeah, you can check it out anytime you want on our website, right? FeminineHijinksPodcast.com. Yeah, you just click on the, if you scroll down a little bit on our site, you'll see a picture of Lumi. If you click on that and order it through our site, then you are up for drawing for some free Lumi. That's right, friends. So hop on it, man. It's all good. It's all good. I know that Janet's pretty much taking up this podcast, but I just have to take a picture of something that she, she just did. Janet, well, my assistants are nowhere to be seen, so. I swear to God, these cats, they they are the boss of us. Anyway, mm, cats and candles. That should be the name of the podcast, cats and candles. Oh, my Lord. So what? What? So we're talking about board games. What do you got for us? God, we're never bored with board games. Ever. Never, ever. Yeah. So what, what were some of your favorite board games when you were a kid, Ange? Well, my favorite was always life because, you know, you got to have your car and have kids and get a job and get a house. And it was just, uh, I felt like such a grown up. It was like, it was like playing house kind of like that one, I think was my all time favorite when I was a kid. You you would always pick the boy you had a crush on or some celebrity Mm -hmm. like Sean Cassidy or something that you were married to. What color car did you always pick? Oh, pink. Yeah, wasn't there, was there a pink or a red? I'm trying to remember. Maybe the people were pink and blue. I think I always picked the red one. Okay, yeah, maybe, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. But I did like, I did love the little car. I thought that was fun. Um, And I I liked, I was like checkers and I've been a Scrabble geek for as long as I can remember. And Candyland, I like, I thought Candyland was fun. Oh my God, Candyland is on my list too. I mean, who wouldn't want to live in a Candyland? Remember we talked about our our deserted island or our dessert island? (laughs) That would be made up of candy. It just totally makes me think of Candyland. God, I loved that. Totally. And it made me it made me hungry for candy. <laughs> oh, my God. All the time. And I was always all like, without looking at the board, I can't remember now. But there was always a certain like area that was my favorite. And I can't remember what it was now. Was that Gumdrop Mountain or? And yeah, it might have been Gumdrop Mountain. I don't know. Right. But I remember when you'd reach the house, you'd pretend to be eating it. You'd take your little person and be like, num, 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 num. did you ever do that? Yes. Yes. So life was also on my list. And do you remember a game called Peanut Butter and Jelly? A board game? You literally, I don't even remember. As I was thinking about these games, it popped into my brain and I have not thought about it probably since back in that day. I couldn't even tell you exactly how to play it, but I do remember somehow you went around the board and you would collect pieces of your sandwich and you would have to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. They were these little cardboard bread and bologna or not bologna gross they were like peanut butter and jelly oh that's awesome that sounds fun payday when we got a little older we would play payday all the time i feel like that was a monopoly ripoff but for some reason it was more fun like it didn't it wasn't a marathon like monopoly even though i enjoyed monopoly when i was older i feel like i played payday when i was a little bit younger 
And I think mm-hmm. everybody has different rules for Monopoly, which makes me laugh too. Like if you land on free parking, you get all the money that you put in the middle for taxes and stuff. That's what we used to do. Uh-huh. And then I read later on that that is not an actual rule. And I was like, well, I don't care. It's my rule. I make up the damn rules in my Monopoly land. Oh, can I ask you a Monopoly question real quick? What was the little, what was the little character that you used all the time for your piece? I think I was like the car. Were you? Okay. I used the dog. I like the little Scotty dog. Yeah. The yeah. dog was cool. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And I just remembered, have you ever heard of that whole thing called the Mandela effect? So the whole idea that like everybody thinks Nelson Mandela died in jail, but uh-huh. he never did. And like people just believed that. So the whole thing with Monopoly is that guy never had a monocle and everybody thinks that he had a monocle. Oh my God, are you kidding? That bizarre. I swear to God. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah, no kidding. I love that. But then another game that I used to play that was so old fashioned, and I wonder if anybody had this game, it was called What Shall I Be? Do you remember that? I feel like I did talk about it on either Pause Rewind or one of our other podcasts, but it was this ridiculous by today's standards game of careers for women. Oh, God. <laughs> you can only imagine. You could be a nurse. You could be a teacher. Secretary. Yep. You could be a secretary. Uh, God, I can't even remember some of the other ones. Oh, you could be a fashion model. That one always made me laugh. Of course, and oh, an actress. God. Those are the ones I always wanted to be. And, you know, like you can just choose. I think, yeah. you know, short little me... <laughs> with not a size two body, will choose to be a fashion model (laughs) or a famous actress. Like all I have to do is play this board game and there I am. I know, that was fun though, wasn't it? Like I think those kind of games really piqued our imagination and we felt like we could do anything. Yeah, yeah, and back then, you know, I mean, it just was the the time, so we didn't think anything of it, but mm-hmm. I wonder if anybody else had that game. So what were, what were games that your friends had that you coveted, that you really wished you had? Oh, okay, so I can name three. One was Operation. I always thought that was fancy AF, and I wanted it so bad. You removed the wishbone. God, and it gave you a heart attack every damn time. I know, I know. Oh, you know what I forgot to mention? My all-time favorite board game, Behind Life, was Perfection, where you had to push it down and do all the shapes. Person who doesn't like horror movies and jump scares, and I know. But, But who also loves a challenge and... You know, I got to get that shit in there. I That was my, oh, I love that game. So, but yeah. Realized both of those games were like jump scares in horror movies. They were like pre-jump scare horror movie. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Operation uh, Battleship. I loved Battleship. I never had that because I love the strategy of it. And then um, Connect Four. Pretty sneaky, sis. I have a Connect Four game right now. Because Chris and I love to play it. Because you couldn't have it as a kid? I don't know. I never had it. I don't know why I never had it. But I always loved tic-tac-toe, you know? And and again, it was like a strategy type thing. I always like strategy games. You know what? I don't think I've ever played that. Can you believe it? Oh, shit. We're going to play it when we're together at some point. It is so fun. I I love that. It's a date. Well, it's funny that you say that because... 
you know, everything you mentioned are games that are kind of three-dimensional. You know, they're kind of like structure. You know what I mean? They're not just a board game with dice and cards or whatever, because mine, and again, I know I've talked about this game too, um, was Witch Witch. And that's a game that a friend of mine had. And as I got older, I had memories of the game, but I could not remember the name of it for the life of me. But what was so cool about it, it was an actual three-dimensional haunted house that you had to put together for nice. every every time you played it. It was kind of a pain in the ass. And then you dropped the ball in the chimney, and then it could land in the different rooms. And you know, depending if you were on a certain spot, it would create, like it would hit something that would flip over and make you fall, kind of like Mousetrap. I was gonna say Mousetrap, yeah. Yeah, but it was spooky and it was, it was you know, kind of gave me the creeps a little bit and that's kind of what I liked about it. Yes. And I, oh my God, and the coolest thing is for my 40th birthday, uh, a friend of mine surprised me and found it online Aww. and bought the original one for me. And Aww. so I have that game that you guys will have to play. But you know, it's, it's one of those games, a lot of these games, especially ones that came and, and went, they're fun in, in theory, but when you're actually playing it as an adult, you're like, oh my God, when is this damn thing going to be over? Kind of like when I found that newlywed game and we all played yes. <laughs> so, so I was actually thinking, I think I need to get on top of this. I was gonna like glue it all together and just make it a cool like standing, you know, art piece or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, you should totally do that. That'd yeah, be awesome. just another thing to dust and find a place for. But that was definitely one of those games that and mystery date. Oh, I never yeah. had mystery date, but some friends of mine did, and again, of course, obsessed with that game. And I always make the joke now that. The, the guy that you didn't want back then, the nerd, is actually the one you want to marry. <laughs> but a funny, a funny game story I have really quick, too, is so my dear friend Gabby, she was like my best friend in grade school and beyond. She was from originally from Austria. So she had these cool, like, European games that we mm -hmm. didn't have. And there was this one game, I don't even remember what it was called, but it was about an alpine skier. And it, too, now that I think about it, was three-dimensional. And you had to put these pegs up on the mountain or something, and then you, I don't remember all the details, but you had to move your guy up. Oh, no, it was, it was magnetic. So your guy was magnetic, but if you landed on a certain square, there wasn't a magnet there, and you fell down to the bottom, and you had to start from the beginning to climb the mountain. So whoever ever got to the top of the mountain, they won. Mm -hmm. I would want to play that game over and over every time I went to her <laughs> house, and we still laugh about it now because she's like, you knew which square. <laughs> After playing it so many times, you knew which square you were going to land on. It was going to make you fall. You still wanted to play that <laughs> And I wish I could remember the name of the game. Oh, my God. Do you know what that reminds me of? Remember that game on The Price is Right with the little alpine skier that, like, moves up the mountain, like, when you guess the right price and it has that music? Yes, I totally <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> That was a good, we should do a game show episode. Dude, <laughs> I love so that fun. idea. We could make up our own game show or something. We could. That would be really fun. Ah, Definitely. I love that idea. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, those are some fun game memories I have as a kid. Do you have any other memories? Well, uh, I, you know, I have a friend um, next door neighbor who had an Atari and 
Yeah, and I didn't. We never had anything like that. I mean, we had like a little portable Frogger game that was my oh, sister's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, um, but I would go over and play Pac-Man all the time at their house. And I... One, or you mean on the TV that you plugged into the TV? On the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we, we, I would go over there all the time and play that. And I was definitely jealous. And so I, yeah, I would go, I would go over there and they called it TV games. Let's play TV games. They didn't call it Atari. That was like 1981 or something. And, but then I was like the queen of Ms. Pac-Man at the arcade. That was my favorite. I was so good at it. <laughs> I love that so much. I love that. Oh my God, days in the arcade. I know. I mean, that's where we went to hang out all the time when you were and meet boys. Yes, you hung out in the arcade when you had your quarters. Tempest yeah. was my game. Oh, oh yeah, Tempest. That's a good one. I was terrible at it, but for some reason, I loved it. I thought it was really cool. Oh. But yeah, you know, just such a fun god i loved that and then we had pong remember when pong came out yes and that was a big deal that was the first like home video game and it was so simple it was so simple but we played and played the shit out of that game god that was so much fun and i remember the pizza place godfather's pizza that we always hung out at after games in in high school they had one of those tables that you could sit down and play like pac-man or yeah um Oh, what's the one with the little spaceships? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Space Invaders. Yes. And you'd eat your uh, pizza and play your game. And, oh, God. Uh, that was good. Those were the good old days. Yeah, they always had those arcade games like in the convenience stores like at 7-Eleven. And so I'd go out there and I'd knock out some centipede. And so <laughs> I left centipede with that ball that's probably covered in COVID these days if it were around. The COVID games. Seriously, like gross when you think about going into those places and playing those games. We never worried about that shit back then. No, we never washed our hands when we left the arcade. Never. Yeah, yeah. we probably picked our butts and our noses and then played those games and then got a piece yeah. of pizza or yeah. got, you know, an orange Julius or a big pretzel. Yeah, and we were good to go, man. We were good to go. <laughs> oh, I love going down memory lane, and I love watching those old 70s movies or early 80s movies where there's always a scene with the guys hanging out in the arcade, and then some girl is always, like, beating the pants off of them at some game, you know, and they're all uh -huh. like, That's good. That's good. <laughs> that would have been you on Ms. Pac-Man. Yes, one time I kicked my son's ass on Ms. Pac-Man at the skating rink when he w he was in middle school and he thought he was video game guy. And I'm like, all right, come on over here. And he's like, oh my God. And then for years he told people, oh my God, my mom is so good at Ms. Pac-Man. Like he, it was, he was so proud of me. That is the best <laughs> thing ever. I love that. Yes. So what do you like to play now? Well, Cards Against Humanity, hands down, never gets old. Even though you go through the same cards over and over, it's the same damn joke. You know, I'm always my own best audience with anything. So, of course, <laughs> hearing the same thing over and over still makes me totally laugh. Yeah. So, and we write our own horrible cards that are 10 times worse than could actually be in the game. And we actually have that giant, it's called the Bigger Blacker Box, because we have so uh -huh. many cards. So that game is just always super, super fun. But, you know, I still like the old-timey games, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. Me too. There's one, and I can't remember what it's called right now, but it's like you, you finish the joke. Um, oh, oh yeah. cyanide. Something in cyanide. It's actually from a 
a cartoon, but they made it into a game because it's inappropriate. Like anything that's inappropriate. Yeah, exactly. Bring it on, man. <laughs> How about you? Do you have like a classic game you play all the time or? Um, well, we play Connect Four. Um, and then also when, after we got homebound with COVID, we bought a Wii Sport, like an old, you oh, know. Are you guys still doing that? Not right now because it's just nice. We end up sitting outside and doing things, but um, it's it's more of a fall winter type of thing. But we loved it because it's a way to get exercise and we play tennis, we bowl, and it's all, it's so fun. And we had that, you know, we had a Wii when the kids were younger. Um, and then it, well, I, the, one of the most fun things is just making up your me, like creating your little Oh, I me. know. Yeah, we have one of those, too. That's so, uh, so funny. Yeah. Well, Corman and I used to start every morning playing um, cribbage. Oh. And uh, we need to start getting more into doing that. We usually just sit on the porch in the morning and have our coffee. But it is fun to start the game or start the day with a little game of cribbage. Do you ever play that? I've never played it. I think it's um, Ben, my son, plays it all the time with his girlfriend. I I think it is an upper Midwest thing because where I'm from, cribbage was considered like the old person's game. Like I didn't know anybody that knew how to play it. Like like pinochle. <laughs> yeah, right. Or bridge or whatever. Like when I when I came up here and you know my friends are like, oh yeah, we play cribbage all. I'm like, how old are you? That's so weird. So yeah, so Ben tried to explain me explain how to play it, and I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't need to. It's know a that. mathy game, which usually gives me hives. But once you get, you know, you only have to count to a certain like 15 or whatever, then it's not so bad. <laughs> There's no fractions or anything, thank God. You don't have to pull out your schoolhouse rock. To- Gosh, yes, yes. Or my my Sesame Street. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I know, it's good. It's good. It's good. Well, this has been a fun time. Now it's time to Just say goodbye. Oh, I don't have my fart machine down here. So remember, I Dance. that's up in the schloss in the third floor. So what do we have next week? Again, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. It's a mystery date. It will be your mystery date for next Monday. You'll knock on the door. There'll be a couple of nerds. <laughs> that's right. That's your lesson today. Marry the nerd. Marry the nerd. Yes, yes. So anyway, well, this has been really fun. And we're here every Monday, as you probably know, on FeminineHijinksPodcast.com. And we are also available to download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn. And then you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Patreon. Yes, there we are. All right, you guys, we'll have a great week. Stay well, stay safe, stay safe, and try to talk. And we will see you next time. Love another indoor sports. XOXO. Bye. Bye.